0: What we talking about, Indianapolis, AFC South, Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, Fly route, let's it out Topics, loaded like offense. centric talk about it often Stampede Blue, let's it out Fly, Fly route, out. let's it out it Welcome big. back to another Stampede Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host Matt Namely. Thank you guys back for coming day, back to the show uh, So we are continuing with our Positional breakdowns AMC, uh, blue, uh, Sort of so looking at the Colts Who that that they've got up for free agency What the position looks like currently With the guys that'll be on the roster And what the rest of the NFL free agency pool at that position or along that position looks like. Uh, we've done the offense. We're getting into the defense today. We're going to start with the D line. Going to kind of look at it as a whole, kind of like we did with the offensive line. Uh, there are some some pieces in here that the Colts have that uh, could be the for, the for the future. There's also some, some questionable ones, you know, whether they bring guys back, whether they fill them with other people. So this will be uh, a fun group to kind of look over here. Uh, Just a reminder, as always, make sure you guys are getting the Stampede Blue for all your Indianapolis Colts news and analysis. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. Those help a ton. And uh, just continue to support uh, Stampede Blue. We've got a lot of things coming. We're going to bring the draft guide back this year. We've uh, started working on that a little bit. So that's going to be a lot of fun for us in the future. Uh, We're going to try to continue to do as many shows as possible try to give you guys as many angles we know that the NFL season kind of never stops it seems whether it's a free agency heading into the combine and all that good stuff before the draft so I mean we've got a lot of things coming up that uh, we're going to be able to cover so it should be a good time but uh, let's jump into the Colts and uh, their free agent pool what they've got uh, who are free agents at the end of this year And uh, we've got kind of a small group, but kind of an interesting group. Okay, Uh, Marcus Hunt, obviously a really good season last year with five sacks. Um, You know, the year before, playing in a different position almost even, kind of has to show you this guy's versatility, I think. I mean, he isn't young. He's 32, but the guy has been largely healthy for the Colts. He was, you know, very productive. I mean, 30 tackles this past year and was kind of able to uh, combine between a run stopper and an interior pass rusher a little bit where they originally thought at the year that they were probably going to play him at the defensive end slot. Instead, he moved inside quite a bit. Brought a little bit of uh, versatility between the power and kind of, you know, the the quick off-the-snap jump, too. We saw him get in the backfield very quickly occasionally showing some burst so he was fun to watch um I want to come back to him though because I'm still kind of torn on him and the other guys in my opinion are a little easier to depict here uh, in terms of where we expect them or what we expect from them if anything at all for the Colts so let me move on to Al Woods real quick we'll come back to Hunt uh, Al Woods, 32 years old, also played a lot of that zero-tech, that one-tech in this 4-3, uh, and basically was was part of the run-stopping uh, you know, duo, so to speak, uh, for a long time. Hassan Ridgway was big in there for, against the run as well. But as they started to move Hunt in and out, they moved some other guys in and out of that defensive line position. Al Woods just kind of found himself – you know, I mean, fairly productive overall, 24 tackles on the year, uh, didn't get a ton of interior pressure, did cause some stirrups, you know, but that's about it. I just, I for for what the Colts are trying to do, and and this is why I kind of wanted to come back to Hunt, because I think he's a little bit of a different case. For what the Colts are wanting to do, a 32-year-old nose guard, more or less, is not really, it, it, it doesn't present that off the ball, explosive, can break the interior of the offensive line and get some interior pressure on the quarterback and immediate up the pocket. I just don't see that from Al Woods enough, in my opinion, to presume that the Colts are going to want to keep him around or bring him back. Uh, if they, I mean, I, I just don't see it. I, I just don't. I, I see this as a, a position, especially his position, where they are going to probably go elsewhere, either through free agency or the draft now. He just—I mean, 32 years old. Like I said, played 14 games last year, so I mean, he was in—you know—he was active quite a bit. But he's unrestricted. I don't personally believe that he made as much of an impact uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I, I for for any reason, whether it be the stop run stopping or the interior pass rush, I just didn't see enough from him. In my opinion, to warrant the Colts wanting to bring him back. I think they'll try to fill that. Either with guys already on the roster or with you know the, the like I said the draft of free agency. So uh, let's move on. Our uh, Jihad Ward, 25 years old, did hit IR this year, but was productive in only six games. Okay, I mean not a lot of tackles, but three sacks, had six quarterback hits. I mean that's averaging one a game. That's pretty impressive. You know this guy played a little bit uh, mostly on the defensive end. But and and for a third year guy, this is uh, just really was fun to see what he could do and what he was able to pull off. Where he wasn't, he just wasn't a guy. I think that a lot of people thought was going to do anything. I mean, we saw a little bit of uh, Carol Phillips is in there as well, but I just saw Jihad Ward, who I mean, technically defensive end, but did move inside and play some of that D-tackle spot. You know, 6'5", 290, he's, he's not one of the biggest guys, but he has that ability to be the explosive guy. And I just thought it was, you know, really fun to kind of watch him and see if the Colts were really going to go uh, and keep him around. I think that they will. I think that they'll keep Jihad Ward. Now, I, I say they'll re-sign him. Extremely cheap. Doesn't have a ton of probably suitors. You know, I mean, he's not going to be a big move but I think that he's a guy that you bring back most definitely. I mean, you're looking for this. This is what you're wanting, right? You want guys who are versatile, young, show the explosion, strong enough, powerful in the hands to be able to make an impact, uh, whether it be on the edge or on the interior. And Jihad Ward, in my opinion, did that. Plus he was a good run, uh, good against the run. So I think Jihad Ward would be a smart, even a very wise, uh, resign here and, and he's unrestricted so it's not like the Colts have any kind of a hold on him but Jod Ward to me would make sense and it's it's again this we, we look at this especially these guys as if we're going into training camp you're not whittling down your roster to eight you know six eight guys for basically the entire defensive line there's going to be 10 12 13 guys there On the defensive line, who are all going to try and make that? Maybe not that quite that many, but you get the picture. There's a lot of guys fighting for spots in uh, the preseason in training camp. Why not bring back a guy that's got some familiarity, that proved that he could play after coming up from the practice squad earlier in the season, uh, and, and could be productive? You know, it's not just that he was he didn't look or he looked like he belonged. It was that he was productive and he looked like he belonged, and he's 25 years old. And, you know, he's got, like I said, he's got some good size to him. I mean, 6'5", 290, that's kind of of what you're looking for in this bunch, I think. I mean, there just isn't a lot of guys that can say probably that they came in basically being nobodies and were productive within this scheme. And I think a lot of that goes to uh, the coaching staff. I think a lot of that goes towards – Uh, what they've been trying to build what they're actually doing with this scheme here Uh, I mean because you've got Taequann Lewis in there who's not quite as tall and not quite as heavy and he's explosive too but you've got Ward who is bigger and and I won't say he's as explosive uh, especially from the interior probably but I mean damn near I mean so to me that's a cheap re-sign this off season and it makes complete and total sense in my opinion. Uh, so let's go on uh, with the next one. Geno Grissom, played in four games apparently, had one tackle. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. Um, maybe Maybe they don't. He didn't do much. I mean, so it's not like any of us have a real good gauge on what Geno Grissom can bring to the Colts. Uh, he is 27 years old. Uh, I, I mean, that's, not, that's kind of on that borderline, you know. If we got other guys who are more talented – and that uh, you know we have more familiarity with. There's a pretty good chance Geno Grissom's on the outs, so I'm not too worried about that. You know that he just doesn't strike me as a guy that uh, the Colts would worry too much about bringing bringing back uh, quite <laughs> quite honestly at all. And so with that, we, we've that's the only guys that the Colts have along the defensive line right now that are technically free agents. Uh, looking at their at the roster right now, you know I'm going to uh, get rid of Jino uh, Grissom. Look at uh, Al-Kadim Muhammad, 6'4", 23 years old, proved that he belonged this year as well. Kamoko Ture, rookie, obviously going to be second-year player next year. A little lighter, kind of like uh, Muhammad, doesn't quite have the power that Muhammad does. Uh, for the same size type guy, but he's got that explosion, and, and that's what they're looking for. So you've got kind of a, two guys built very similar. Uh, both, you know, Kadeem Muhammad could even kick inside occasionally, not, not often, but it was for speed. Uh, but they, you know, they like what these two guys are, are bringing right now off the edge. And, and you've got a little bit of a mix there. So that's fun and, and, and interesting. Jabal Sheard, obviously the veteran, uh, 29 years old right now. And probably in the last year, in my opinion, that he'll be with the Colts. But he brings that power right now that, you know, a lot of the guys aren't bringing. So you have to consider that. Moving on to Grover Stewart. Grover Stewart and Hassan Ridgeway. I'll kind of put these two in the same basket because they were both basically the run-stopping group. Neither one of these guys were pass rushers this year on rundowns and on run situational plays. Grover Stewart and Hassan Ridgway were the two interior defensive linemen and I don't know that they've really proven that they're um, uncuttable by any stretch of the imagination either one of them but you think that the Colts are probably in are wanting to continue to develop Grover Stewart Hassan Ridgway I'm kind of iffy on not so much that uh, I don't think that He's any good, it's not that I just don't know if he kind of fits in what the Colts are wanting to do. I didn't feel that he was good enough uh, this past year to warrant you know that he's a specific specified run stopper, nor did I see that he was some sort of a uh, you know an expert in terms of getting into the interior. It just didn't happen. That's why those guys were in on rundowns, but you need those guys so they don't have a ton of them, okay they don't have a ton of them so they'll get hard looks and they'll get good looks. And they could stay. One of them, both of them, it'd be it'd be hard to tell. Both of them are young, so it's not like you've got anything to worry with that. You look at potential, you look at what they can do in training camp, and then you find out. Uh, so I don't obviously they're not going anywhere, but uh, you know they these this will be a group, uh, especially with these two to watch in training camp because of the fact that you're going to see free agents brought in, you're going to see, um, you're going to see draft picks brought in. Maybe one of them, both of them, could be gone. I mean, I'm just giving you all the uh, uh, possibilities here, so we we can't really say whether they'll be there in training camp or not. But you get what I'm getting at. So let's move on. Uh, Tyquan Lewis, obviously rookie, uh, very versatile. He's gonna be. He's just. He's gonna be there for the future. I'm excited about him. The Colts should love what they've got in him. Uh, Denico Autry, 28 years old. You know like I said kind of on the back end similar to Jabal Sheard what's he going to bring you know next year is he going to bring kind of that same uh powerful be being able to split defender or offensive lineman and get into the quarterback uh you know having those really good games because he had some really good games this past year now he had some games where he kind of disappeared a little bit but he I mean some of his good games were were excellent games so uh, that'll be something to watch going forward as well. I would presume that he'll be there. I presume that he'll play. Uh, I don't know that he would. He'll start. That kind of all depends on what happens, you know, in this uh, in this pivotal off season. Because look, there is a lot of guys to be had out there in the free agency pool. There, there's no mistaking that. There are guys out there that can both be interior and out, uh, exterior and edge rushers. These guys are going to be, you know, fun to watch. This free agency pool uh, whoever actually makes it to free agency, I guess I should say, because a lot of these guys, some of them anyhow, will probably be re-signed by their team. So a lot of these guys may not be available when it all comes out, but there is some real talent out there along the defensive line. And the draft is, from what I understand at least, a a pretty high, uh, defensive line draft, a a pretty well thought of group. So this will be interesting to see, and as we get further into this too as well, uh, a little bit further probably towards the combine, we'll start talking to the guys doing our draft guide and their positionals and kind of see what they see in this. That'll give us a little bit clearer picture to begin with. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the NFL's free agency pool that the Colts are going to have to choose from to try to better this front line in the trenches. Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our solo acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed anywhere you find podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, let's talk about what's on the market. I mean, there's there's some names. There's some some production. And the good thing about it is there is some—I mean, there is some fun to look at these guys in, in some of their uh, age groups. So let, let's dig into this. We've got—we're going to go straight to the top of this. And, and typically, I try to look at those younger ages because I want to see what Chris Ballard is looking at. It's not age first, but you know, production. Uh, is he a little bit this and that? But I think age is one of the top two. He just doesn't want to get – he doesn't want – especially now. This is not the time where Marcus Hunt was signed or or Al Woods was signed or Jabal Sheard even was signed for that matter. Uh, Sheard was signed younger than the other two. But what I'm getting at is those two guys were last pieces that you kind of want to use to try to fill out the rest of the line and what you're doing defensively. Whereas there is some 25, 26, 27-year-old guys in here that are still productive, massively productive in some cases, and could really bring a massive boost to what the Colts are doing. So uh, let's, like I said, let's talk about it right off the jump. Frank Clark out of Seattle. This guy, in my opinion, is getting re-signed. He is an unrestricted free agent. I think that he would probably, with the success of... That some of the Seattle sea are that the Seattle that the Seahawks, excuse me, had this year in spurts. uh, I would presume that he would want to stay put. That's just my opinion, but it ultimately depends on what Seattle can do. If Seattle can't give this guy what he wants, because look, I mean, 14 sacks this year, almost 30 QB hits, uh, four forced fumbles, and I mean, the dude played all season. What more do you want in a guy? And he also knows that he's going to be a hot ticket. He's got, if I'm not mistaken, if it's this, if it's the same guy, uh, he's got a sketchy past, but he is uber productive, man. So this may be a little bit of both. Are we talking about a guy who's going to come in here and just wreck other teams, or are we talking about a guy who could come in here and potentially be a black eye on the Colts themselves? I there has been some of that in his past. I believe that that was from I remember hearing that as he was being drafted. But man, look—I mean, you look at his numbers, and if you're talking about production, you're talking about what he could do for this defense. uh, His numbers say a lot, and it could be he could be a hot ticket if uh, Seattle's not interested in bringing him back. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, really high-paid guy. Okay, Uh, 27 years old. Again, played all 16 games last year. 11 sacks. Uh, He had almost 25 quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, uh, and he also had an interception. So you're looking at familiarity obviously Dallas's defense uh, the Colts obviously have done this with Eberflus and you want a guy in there that can come off the edge can play the run a little bit as well and uh, is familiar but that is a heavy price tag for what he's going to be you know possibly getting. I, I mean I don't see him being available to begin with so I wouldn't worry much about it right now but his number, in my opinion, would be just too much for the Colts. I, I just think, and, and I know the Colts have a ton of money. I just, it, it just seems like when there's one of these extremes that falls into a player's category, whether it be they are exceedingly expensive or they are just a little old or they may be an issue. If there's something glaring with any of these guys, I don't know if, uh, Ballard would, you know, take the, take the bait on them. So there's a couple different things with these top couple guys on this list in terms of uh, sack production. So I don't know if either one of them will be available, and I also don't know if uh, Chris Ballard would want either one of them. So it's this is going to be tricky. We're going to have to see what happens here because I know that the Colts are going to be more active in free agency. They know they've got to spend some money. Where Ballard sees the smart money will be super interesting to find out. So let's move on. Uh, One of the guys that I really like, I know that uh, a couple other guys at Stampede Blue really like him uh, as well, Trey Flowers from the the Patriots, played 15 games last year, almost 60 tackles, 8 sacks, 20 QB hits, a couple forced fumbles in there as well. So, I mean, this guy has been productive, and he's fun to watch, and I really have liked him. I thought that he was a guy who uh, brought a lot. Now, he's a bit of a different defensive end as well. Uh, can kind of play in multiple spots so you see the versatility with him and uh, you just kind of try to see does he fit into the scheme right here because the scheme's going to kind of hold him in as you know he it would hold him in as an edge rusher as a run stopping defensive end and uh, I just don't know if uh, that's what the Colts are doing I, I think he's an excellent player. I'd love if the Colts were to snatch him up, but I'd be very interested to see, You know, could he, and I don't want to say survive, but he's used to being moved around a little bit. So that would be kind of interesting for me to watch. Let's look at the next guy on here. I don't think that a lot of people know who this guy is, and I'm going to go ahead and admit that I'm one of them. Uh, Romeo Aquara, a 24-year-old defensive end uh, from the Lions. Now, 40 tackles, eight sacks, uh, almost 15 quarterback hits this past year. This guy, 24 years old, he is a restricted free agent, but if the Lions don't ring him in, he is going to get snatched up quickly, in my opinion, on the open market. Too much potential, too young, nothing that I've heard of anyways in terms of character issues. So that would be, in my opinion, if pay attention to the Lions and if they don't resign him or if they uh, don't give him an offer that he wants, watch out. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see the rest of the NFL in terms of what they're doing. Now we've got a couple older guys here: Bruce Irvin, Henry Anderson. Obviously, is a, a free agent former Colt. He had seven sacks this year. It's kind of interesting. Does he fit? You know, do the Colts would the Colts take a uh, a, a, a low? I wouldn't say a low, but a, a minimal contract with him to bring him back because he moved pretty well into a four three. In my opinion, uh, just he wasn't uh, you know the top. I he wasn't what the Colts were wanting. I don't expect him to be now, but I mean, you can see that he could play. There are some other guys that are really old in here as well. Cameron wake. That's not happening. You know, um, then you get down to like a guy like Ga- uh, Grady Jarrett <clears throat> in Atlanta, six sacks on the year, over 50 tackles, uh, 17 quarterback hits, very active cause few forced fumbles as well. Uh, that's a guy who's an unrestricted guy. This would be very interesting as a defensive tackle to watch. This will be one I'm watching, and I think that most Colts fans, and, and a lot of fans and for that matter around the NFL, will be watching. If he can sustain and if he can uh, bring what he's brought in Atlanta uh, to the Colts, the Colts' interior defense could be fantastic, could be a massive – uh, uptick in their, uh, in their potential and production as far as I'm concerned. Uh, definitely a guy who's a threat. He would be a lot of fun to, to kind of watch and see how that would play out. Moving through the rest of this list. I mean, you've got really a ton of guys, you know, outside and I'm kind of going to skip over. I mean, Sheldon Richardson's there. I don't see that happening just on just personally. Maybe it could, I don't know. Um, it just seems like you try to excommunicate, so to speak, any of these more than thirty-year-olds, and uh, as well some guys, you know, well, like I said, with some issues in their past. So I mean, look at a guy like uh, probably underrated Brandon Copeland, uh, played all season, five sacks last year, fourteen quarterback hits. He was active. Twenty-eight. Do they do it? I don't know. Moving along. Uh, Isaac Rochelle, five sacks last year, seven quarterback hits, played all 16 games, probably not in terms of consistency, very aggressive, and he's also an exclusive rights guy, so the Chargers basically hold all the you know marbles for him. Dante Fowler, very interesting that he is uh, on the open market and 25 years old, four sacks this year, kind of came along later, wasn't a real... Uh, a real impact guy, but made some really big plays for L.A. down the stretch. Obviously, it's a different defense, but Fowler was drafted into a 4-3, you know, uh, base. So, I mean, it would be, you know, kind of interesting to see if the Colts might take a a flyer on his talent and youth as well. A bunch of guys uh, along this four-sack line here. Several of them, you know, within the 25-, 26-year-old range, Darius Philon. Uh, Christian Covington, you know, these guys were pretty active. Most of them played, you know, at least most or if not all of the season, uh, Aaron Lynch out of Chicago, you know, these guys uh, a little bit further down, Marcus Golden. Um, and then they've got Jihad Ward and some of those other guys there that are already for the Colts, but there is a big mix. And I mean, a big mix of contributors, guys who can make instant impacts, and I think, I, man, I really believe that we could see a couple moves uh, in free agency along this defensive line. The Colts need it. They need an uptick. They need a surge of both power and speed. They've got that building right now, but they've got to find guys who can both be power and both in speed at the same time. They've got to find some power guys and some speed guys, but they've got to find guys that they can move around who can do both. Who can be outside and be on the interior, make an impact in both spots? Those are the guys who are going to get the 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 hard looks. Now, with this free agency pool, like I said, you've got plenty of guys in here that could be that could be legitimately good signings for the Colts. But you've also got a really, I mean, from what we see, a pretty impressive defensive line group in the draft. It would be nice to see the Colts supplement a, 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 with a couple so real solid signings with free agency, and then you know do what you want in the draft with this front line. But man, you can got you can get some you get a playmaker out of this draft without question. I think this is going to be one of the Colts' most improved spots next year because of the talent that I presume that they're going to have. They, I mean, they have all the ability in the world right now and through this offseason to dramatically improve their defensive line. If they don't, next year we'll hear Chris Ballard saying the same thing about the defensive line that he did about the offensive line in his first year as GM. He didn't address it. If he doesn't address it in this free agency pool when he's got an assload of money, this is going to be that would be a massive fail in my opinion. I mean, that would be great go through the entire draft, hit four or five or you know, three or four maybe defensive linemen of sorts, but man, that's a lot of draft picks on one specific position. That's a lot of trust in your drafting process. A lot of trust. And you're basically just saying we're not going to spend money on young guys who could who have real good potential. And I don't think that's Ballard's deal. So I look like I said, I would look for the Colts to make a few moves, a couple at least Uh, In free agency, maybe a couple, and I wouldn't say big names, but maybe a couple of the larger signings here of the more productive guys. Uh, So that would be one group. This would be one group where I think we're going to see a lot of of talk about the Colts. Once free agency really kicks off, we're going to hear the Colts could be interested in him as well. Uh, There's a lot of interest, in my opinion, in this group. And uh, this, this, like I said, this should be one of the Colts, if not the Colts, most improved areas in their defense and in their probably in their entire roster next year. So uh, this is going to be a fun, 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 fun group to watch. There's a couple others uh, defensively that we'll talk about here shortly. We'll get to the linebackers, the safeties, the corners. We're going to get to it all. Uh, And then we're going to talk a little bit in general after we do the positional breakdowns uh, about free agency in general. We'll get some guys in here to talk about who we see as potential guys who could actually hit the market. Uh, some guys will be resigned, you know before then. so we'll talk about that and uh, then we're gonna find out you know who's who's basically going to be available. That'll be fun to talk about as well, but until then we're gonna get these positional breakdowns done and kind of you know I'm just giving my opinion here on where I see, uh, maybe not a weakness. I think the Colts defensive line was better this past year than it's been. Uh, they were obviously better against the run. They, they were better at times in getting pressure on the quarterback, but they're definitely nowhere near where they need to be, especially for this defense to thrive, and that's what they have to do. They've got to thrive by getting the pressure up front so that the back end can, make their, can complete and continue their coverages in order to make this defense exactly what it's going to be Let's built to out. do. Fly so, this will be a fun, fun group to watch. Let's so, uh, thank Fly you guys out. all for listening. Like I said, we'll get to the linebackers, safeties, and corners uh, coming up after that. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a, an interesting offseason here out. for the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, thank you guys Let's all for listening. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Colts cast. Tempe Blue.